Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yeah, the dark night. Fucking the, deep. <laughs> the dark night of the podcast world. Where are they? <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was actually, that brings up a good, uh, brings up a little thing that I noticed. Have you ever noticed, like, if you're watching like, TV or cable, they always show Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises. Very seldom do you actually see the Dark Knight. That's true. You know, except this weekend. For some reason, this weekend, T is it TNT or TBS? One of those channels has been showing the Dark Knight. I don't know why that is, though. Yeah, because it's like they always show it on cable, like Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises. And I'm like, I really want to see the Dark Knight without commercials. Yet at the same time, I could simply go to my Blu-ray case, (laughs) pull out the movie and put it on. But, yeah, but that's all the way over there. You know? I know. It's like I have to walk into another room, <laughs> grab it, then come back over here, and then put it into my PlayStation. Maybe it's because that's generally considered the best one. Yeah. So they don't play the best one all the time. It's kind of like when you're watching television and like they show like the Star Trek movies, and they always show like Star Trek Five, yeah, Star Trek One, Star Trek uh, uh, Insurrection. <laughs> you know. <laughs> or for or for a while too. In like the early 21st century. I don't know what the hell you call that decade. Uh, <laughs> from year 2000 to 2010. The, the aughts. The aughts. The aughts, really? Yeah. Wow. That's I'm going to say early 21st century because it sounds cooler. <laughs> you sound um, intelligent. Right. The early the 21st, in the early 21st century. <laughs> oh, I'm going to put my fucking monocle on. <laughs> I was just going to say, i got to press my monocle. <laughs> no, but seriously, you they would always play Batman movies 
on TV, but it was very rarely the Tim Burton flicks. It yeah, was the see, Schumacher flicks. Yeah, you see, like, uh, Batman Forever and always Batman and Robin. There obviously has to be a difference in cost to get those <laughs> on TV because no one wants to see bat nipples. It probably cost a whole 50 bucks. And it was it was the people who owned the Batman movie that was paying them right. to put it on TV. It was always the same thing with the, uh, like, uh, Jack Ryan movies. Like, you would always see the Alec Baldwin one, The Hunt for Red October. And then you would see, like, the Ben Affleck one, Some of All Fears. You'd very seldom ever get to see, like, the Harrison Ford ones at mm-hmm. all. But it's true. You ever notice that? It, it, and I I want all of you out there, you ever watch your TV, notice that. The good is very seldom. And we're not talking about HBO or yeah. – they'll get no, good. Even, no, but even then, even those ones you'll see They too. only play them for a minute. Yeah, you'll you'll have like if you catch it at like four fifteen a.m. every fifth Thursday of the month, you know you'll catch that. Netflix, is, Netflix has started doing that shit too. Yeah, like they'll get good movies, but they won't be on that. Like they did that with the Star Trek movies now too, oh, yeah. where you have you have all it's not all of them anymore. It's the um you have all the original ones still. Because right. let's be honest, most of the original movies sucked. Right. The majority there was like three good ones and three shitty ones, pr- pretty much. Well, no, there was five total, so three good ones and two shitty, ones, whatever. Well, the, the the last shitty one really counts as two, so yeah, you about that's true. Six. <laughs> um, T T N G ones though, they only have Generations, which is not all that good, right. and Nemesis, which I liked, but a lot of people don't like. Right, and all the ones in between, they took them off of Netflix. They took First Contact. That's the best one, First yeah. Contact. And they took that one off. Yeah. Insurrection, you could go either way with, I guess. But Yeah. I, I, I personally I liked I liked Nemesis also. I did too. Um True. although I don't think Tom Hardy was the perfect actor to play a younger Picard. But No, they could have picked somebody thinner. They could have <laughs> Cause Tom Hardy was a little little stockier playing Picard, but Yeah. It just looked weird when they showed that picture of Picard when he was younger, and it's Tom Hardy in the early Starfleet, and you're like, hey. Ugh. Patrick Stewart can't be look. You know Patrick Stewart was... That wasn't Patrick Stewart's hand, because you'd hear this, what? <laughs> well, because they also, too, we've seen younger Pat, Patrick Stewart in the Star Trek universe, in the episode where Q oh, yeah. had him uh, not get stabbed by the Nausicans in the heart. Yeah, and he looks nothing like one of my fucking... Fa- one of my favorite episodes. Love that show. Love that show. Or that episode. That episode. We all know I love that show, but yeah. that episode, I love it. Um, I actually just, the last episode I watched last night, I watched TNG like it's still on. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> like every night. Ooh, it's a new yeah. episode. <laughs> no, literally. Every night for the last month, I'm watching at least one episode of TNG. Like, that. that's where it is right now. And um, I watched that one. I can't remember the name of the episodes ever, but it's the one where he had to fly to um, the space station, I think it was 585 or 385, with uh, Wesley, because Wesley was going to take exams, and he had to get his hat, artificial hat, replaced. Oh, yeah, it was the... That was the Packlet episode. It was, um, it was the... Samaritan, Samaritan Trap. That's the name of it. Ha <laughs> bitches. That's straight Star no, Trek not. nerd. Yes, it is. It's, that's yeah. Samaritan Snare. Samaritan Snare. That's the name of the episode. Oh, I don't know. Because it's the one with the Packlets try to... Uh, the Packlet ship, the dumb ones, they were like, yeah. we, won't, we won't go. We look for things. Yeah, they okay. tried to take... Um, Jordy. That was the only episode where the Packlets were featured, other than being in the background. Because, I mean, 
how far can you really go with that? <laughs> right. They tried really hard with some of them and didn't quite work out so well. Yeah. The Ferengi, you know, the Ferengi originally were supposed to replace the Klingons. Yeah. They as were, the major as threat. The major villains. And then you just, you look at, even when they showed them in that, was it the last outpost or something like that? That first episode they had. Yeah. And, and you're the just, Guardian and all that shit. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. You know what's funny? Riker if they, himself could just kick one of them and that'd be the end of it. If they would have – because you can tell that they were supposed to be a major threat by two things. If they would have depicted them the way they were depicted in like Deep Space Nine, it would have been more believable. As well as the Dakar-class vessel that they were always in was a badass ship. Yeah. Like if you look at the specs, that ship was not fucking around, especially when it came to defense because you know they're always pissing people off. Right. So they could have been a threat. They didn't make them look like little fucking gremlins crawling around the damn screen. Yeah. I don't know what the I, – I actually – I like that episode, but mm. I don't like that episode because the Ferengi are just so annoying in it. Yeah. And I it, like the Ferengi. Yeah, they didn't work out so well in TNG. They worked out better in Deep Space Nine because I think – Quark really... killed it, dude. Oh, dude, yeah. Quark killed it and uh, the Grand Nagus was – awesome in that remember show. the episode I, I the few episodes i've seen in deep space nine the episode where uh quark repeats picard's famous line he's like drawn the line must be drawn here <laughs> right. this, this far, far no, no far talking about the ferengi government and society evolving yeah. past things <laughs> no <laughs> shit was so funny oh man anyway why are we talking about stuff i mean i'm fine with it yeah but i know it's like it i'm fine with it, to do with anything it's just because you know star trek was uh dtff <laughs> down to fucking fuck <laughs> damn troy maybe Ooh. yeah i know <laughs> you know i mean i wonder what kind of soundtrack she like you know like uh you know like uh, uh, frampton or like the newer smash mouth you know <laughs> <laughs> you know who I thought on on, but this is the last thing I gotta say. And I always tell people this in TNG. Sure, Troy was supposed to be the hot chick on the show, and she really was. But that doctor though, Crusher, was the sneaky hot. She was in the back. She was the milf. She was hot, dude. <laughs> and I, I always thought she was one of the best actors on the show too, because she never overacted ever. Yeah. Like there was um I th- the episode of Q, I don't I don't think it's Deja Q, I think it's something else. Uh the episode where Q loses his powers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And she about. comes to fix his he has like a bad back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't know why his stomach hurts and she says, Maybe, Maybe you're, you're hungry. hungry. And just the way she delivered it, you know if it was someone else, it would have been way overdone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that episode because I like how Picard's so annoyed with Q. I I was I lost uh I found myself like my eyes were closing and I, I lost consciousness. He fell asleep. He fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not like stoic in that. He's just yeah. like, dude, whatever. All right. <laughs> it's like you fell asleep. <laughs> that was a really good the Q episodes were all really good. The Q episodes were always really really cool, but that uh that one was uh particularly fun with Q because it's like Because Q, he was he was defenseless. Yeah. And he, he was doing all these things and everybody was you know annoyed by him because of what he was and it's just it was hilarious uh but uh anyway <laughs> so anyway, in, in season four <laughs> <laughs> this introduces our uh, new series of podcasts we're gonna do talking about every single star trek tn episode <laughs> i think you have an idea 
<laughs> this is a new podcast we're going to be doing. <laughs> where we just, we literally have no concrete reason. We just talk about Star Trek. Literally could do that podcast for three years. Yeah, long. we're going to, we're going to start. Episode one will be Encounter at Farpoint. Right. Part one. <laughs> we should. Every single episode, we'll do a fucking show. And let's be honest, there might be a few episodes where the show's going to be about 10 minutes long. Right. So. <laughs> They didn't really do much. They just... yeah. <laughs> but that'll be few and far. That'll be Voyager episodes. Uh... <laughs> oh. You know, it it would be mean if it wasn't true. <laughs> I know, right? You know what I mean? Uh, all right. So um, one quick note that I got wanted to hit up with all of you was if you've visited the website lately, you'll notice the website seems a little thin. <laughs> uh, last week... Uh, I just had this incredible urge to just basically dump all the old content off of the website, including all of the images I used for my new release. That was that was great. <laughs> hey, all of, my, all of mine too were gone. Yes, but so. you were aware of that fact. <laughs> it was two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to do the new releases. And then I'm like, wait, oh, fuck me, and I go find everything. I was oh, speaking of which, why don't you why don't you save them to the? Uh, I think I gave you access to the one cloud or the. No, I, ha- I have them now. I have them now. It's you should save them. I should have kept them in the first place. I'm just you should talking. save them onto that OneDrive, and then you know we won't have the problems. But uh, any case, the point is you caused the problem. <laughs> the solution <laughs> is not the point. <laughs> well, you're focusing on the uh, on the cause and not the symptom. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> any case, uh, you know, and if you if you notice when we we moved the website was it last year, the first of the last year, and uh, went self hosting, and so when we import when I exported everything from WordPress.com to WordPress.org, a lot of the feature images didn't go so there was a lot of empty fields in there and as it was going i'm looking at it i'm just like why do we have five-year-old articles you know a lot of the old pages the youtube videos are no longer available or images are just are gone or links don't work anymore so it just kind of became a thing as we're it's a new site you know we don't need to have five-year-old news you know, there and why those pages are still getting hit. I don't understand, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, and Adam agreed, you know, Adam was basically, well, let's just start completely fresh. And I'm like, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> it's because that's how I do think in most yeah. things. <laughs> most like, things. See, Steve, you used to, I'd be like, oh, my computer's running slow. And Steve would go, oh, well, how did you fix it? Um, I formatted the driver and installed Windows. <laughs> and it's not that I don't know how to fix it. I just don't. I don't care. It's just, I, I'd rather just start completely over and reinstall everything, you know. Exactly. And but uh, like, I don't have that kind of time, and I don't stay up that late to do that stuff. <laughs> and, um, so I'll, I'll do it once in a blue moon. But uh, in any case, with this one, I just went back to a couple weeks, and basically about. I think I just skipped out the first week of March. But other than that, everything is completely the the site is small now, and it, it, I, I, it's just. All the newest stuff. The podcast, you'll notice that a lot of the old podcasts are gone. We still have them. They're available on Libsyn, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, I will slowly start linking them to the site again to build the catalog. But, you know, again, with those. And that's the one thing I've been noticing lately with us. Like, a lot of our old catalog is getting downloaded. And I'm talking 2013 summer. Shit is getting downloaded. So... (laughs) 
I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds new to you. Okay, maybe, maybe there's a group of people that just got out of a bunker that have been in there for the last, you know, 10 years. And they're like, oh, I need to catch up on news. <laughs> so <laughs> listening to your old podcast, who knows? But uh, that that's basically it. So the site's thinned out and it's just simply, it's old. We need to get it, dump it and kind of start fresh. And also, if you looked at a lot of the old stuff, we've kind of, developed a format that we have now and so it's just like well let's just kind of start over so that's what's happened aside from that i actually tried i actually downloaded the google calendar app uh you probably know people that have android you know you have the basic calendar in your phone uh they also have it for ios i actually like i really dig it because if if you if you hate the way the standard grid calendar looks, Google Calendar actually has a very pleasant looking calendar. Like each month has its own different picture on it. And it kind of it's kind of a fixed background and the rest of it scrolls up and you add all these you have so much you have so much you can do on this calendar when you're attaching places, it actually pulls a Google image of that place or what have you, or the Google map location of it, and then puts it in there for your, like I'm going to see uh, the uh, Breakfast Club 30th anniversary edition at um, the AMC this week. So it actually pulled just a, a general image from that, from their website post, and that's part of the reminder. Uh, it's, it's actually really cool, but if you, you know, you also have the traditional day, which is you know, more stark, more of what you kind of already have. But it gives you a lot of different options. It actually looks really, really cool. It's better than the standard Google Calendar, which is pretty plain, as well as the iOS Calendar. It's free to use, and uh, I just started using it for the last couple of days. It's actually it's actually really, really nice to look at. And also, it, the cool thing is if you don't have anything planned, those days are, you just see the number and a line, but you don't have like an empty block. So it kind of pushes everything together. And if you add something in there, you can enter the dates and all that stuff. So I like it as a calendar. If you guys want, if you guys are tired of your old calendar on your Android or iOS, go ahead, get it, check it out. It's actually really cool. I don't, I don't really think about my calendar much. I use the one that's on my phone, which is calendar. (laughs) Right, yeah. But I don't, what is it? And it also pulls everything from your Google contacts and your, you know, Gmail and anything like that. And uh, puts there's one I have that calendar, the Google one that comes with the phone, and then I have um, Outlook because I downloaded um, the Outlook Preview for phone, which is actually pretty fucking snazzy. But how is that? The email is great. And it's very simple, and and they just added um, the people thing for your contacts is is really good and everything like that. The calendar, the calendar's there. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, they don't, I can't, it has an agenda, and you can set it by the specific day, but there's no way to put it as a month. Hmm. Which kind of bugs me, like, because I like to look at the whole month, but it doesn't, or does it? No, it doesn't. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I, it's all right, you know, but it's it's in it's in beta right now. So, right. 
Well, I know there's, you know, quite a few people that probably, you know, um, you know, probably have, I mean, you can, the, the cool thing with Google Calendar is you can do, uh, you know, look at the traditional schedule, which gives you all the little pretty imagery. And I know there's some people that are like, it's just so bland, you know, you wish you kind of had something else with it. Um, but you also get the day and a three day outlook. So it's, it's, it's really cool. I, I told, I dig it. Um, you know, cause it's just like, sometimes you just in this day and age, you know, it's kind of like there's a little something on there and it's free. So see, I only use, I'm not the typical user when it comes to calendar. Cause my calendar is my wife. Mm. My wife tells me when I have to do something. So the only real reason I use my calendar on my phone is for it to give me a notification. So the only time I notice it is when the notification happens. Yeah. So the the calendar that comes on my phone is fine because it's like it just did it too before the podcast. It said record podcast. And it was like the whole – it's like an alarm. It's like the whole page right. or the whole screen comes up and tells you. you know. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean I think I'm going to start using calendar a little bit more often because I shouldn't be relying on my wife <laughs> to keep track of my entire calendar for me. Well, I started using it more because, like, uh, we're going to go see, you know, that. And then I bought tickets for Age of Ultron. So I put that on the calendar, plus with WonderCon and uh, Star Wars Celebration. I'm like, oh, I should put those in there, too. So it's kind of – and then I actually put my auto bill pays in there, too. So, like, the day before it hits me, like, oh, hey, this is coming out tomorrow. This is going to be picked up tomorrow. Like, oh, shit, yeah. So it's a, it's – cool with that so then it just kind of keeps me you know informed i don't believe in auto bill pay <laughs> so well sometimes you don't have an option with some services that's true yeah like netflix and hulu that's very true actually yeah. so i guess i do believe in it <laughs> when forced to yeah when forced to <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh on saturday stupid shit so this is if you guys watched my if you guys follow my twitter account you'll notice that i was watching the world's largest peanut butter cup uh it it, it's funny because uh heather came by we were gonna go hang out and do something she's like do you want to do something weird i was like um what do you have in mind and she's like it's in north hollywood else and then that's when i started to get nervous that's when you know it is going to be weird. Um, yeah. And she goes, oh, no, somebody's going to make this. The They're trying to break the record of the Guinness Book of World Records largest peanut butter cup, which uh, was achieved like two or three years ago. And it was 220 pounds or something like that. And their goal was to make it like two, 260 or something like that. That was their goal to, to achieve that. 260 pounds i was like jesus so i was like all right so into this place the candy factory and we we're trying to find where it was and then we saw these channel four and channel seven news vans parked we're like oh that must be it so we go in there and small little place candy store and all that and you know we walk in and they're like hey come on in you know and they had a <laughs> this old 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 uh uh, uh game show host wink martindale and he lives in the area. He came down, and then the 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 the, the Susan Olsen that played Cindy Brady from the original Brady Bunch, mm-hmm. she was there. And they had this kiddie pool on this big fat table, and that's was the the form for the peanut butter cup. So I was like, oh shit, they're doing it in a fucking kiddie pool. 
And we got in there, and on the chalkboard, they had all this, uh, you know, like how much they put in, and the chocolate, and then the peanut butter, and the chocolate. And they had fans blowing on it to try to, you know, harden it up. And they the final total was 441.5 pounds. That's too much. That is one fucking peanut butter cup. I was like, holy shit, like, really? And then they started to, like, open, to cut it open. So they're cutting the the pool apart. But you know how the kiddie pools kind of have those indentations on the side? So you see those indentations all around the edge of the buttercup. <laughs> so it's got, like, little fish and then little aqua features on the side, which is kind of cool. But it was, like, the weirdest fucking thing I had ever seen. I was like, well, it was, like... I don't know. For me, it was, it was kind of interesting to just like look at that. So I put it on my Facebook, and Adam's just like, that's just, oh no, you made a comment about the dude taking a picture. <laughs> yeah, he just looked a little too into it. Like, <laughs> like it was some fine piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's a peanut butter cup. Yeah. But the, uh, the cool thing was, and, and I, I, I support this, is they were, they were going to sell, sell it by, the, they're going to cut it up and sell it by the pound. And all the proceeds are going to two animal rescues. So, yeah. which is cool. I dig that. I'm more rescue animals than humans. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was that was interesting <laughs> to see mm. news vans there too. Like, you know, this has happened. It's like, wow, is that a slow news day or what? You know. Yeah, it's that was. Uh... <laughs> and Heather got, and Heather got on talk radio. That's how she heard about it. There's... At first, I thought you were in the Midwest, <laughs> and then I realized California is the Midwest of the West Coast. <laughs> Not really. Oregon would be more of the right. I think, and Northern California, Oregon would be yeah. more of the. But uh, yeah, Heather actually got on KFI because she heard about it from some uh, the Fork reporter. He and um, he mentioned it out there because I guess somebody from there had called them. So she goes, oh, you think I should call? And I go, yeah, doesn't hurt, you know? So she got her little 15 minutes and she calls up and she's like, you know, she's like, oh my God, this is so cool. She's going to be on the radio. And then she's like, you know, and I'm like, don't do it. Don't say, hi, long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) I would have did it. (laughs) You have to do it. (laughs) But it was cool. It was a little... It was a little different, but uh, I don't know. It was just I, it was it was funny because it was an odd Saturday to begin with, and it just kind of made it odder. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm trying to think of something to add to this, but I really don't know what to say. It was <laughs> it was cool. Like it was it was just cool because it was so fucking strange. Yeah, and know? like who thinks of that? Like. Right. Well, it's like when people are like, oh, yeah, this, oh, yeah, like today I heard some dude in, I can't remember what, South Korea or some, Japan, somewhere around there. But he went up a hundred, was it a hundred flights of stairs on a bike to break the world record? Why? because he could i guess and he did he was on his bike he and could he, and he did <laughs> yeah he was on his bike and he was hopping with his bike each step going up the hundred flights That's of stairs fucking crazy dude oh like these are people with too much fucking time on their hands that's fucking bananas <laughs> so i'm like whatever okay whatever floats your boat you know uh but 
Oh, did you just see that picture? Yeah, I just saw the picture. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, on a separate note, and I guess I'll add this. <laughs> I'll ad-lib this. I'll mad-lib this in. Um, I was <laughs> I was sitting there going, you know, maybe I should just install the tech preview of Windows 10 and just fucking deal with it. As my main fucking thing. Didn't you do that already? No, I had it on a virtual drive. Oh, right. And I almost did it, but then I realized, no, oh, I got schoolwork to do and the podcast. Like, if it fucks up, I'm really screwing my <laughs> shit up. Right. You know, it was different when I didn't have anything to do in my life. <laughs> Simpler times, you know. Simpler times, yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if they've updated anything at all. Hmm. They probably haven't. I don't know, probably, you know, more NSA material that people keep shouting about. Right, right. <laughs> more backdoors for them to watch us. Right. Jesus Christ. You know, more backdoors. I, I don't know why people think they're so fucking interesting. Uh, that, that's that's the real thing. Like, no one gives a fuck about you. That's that's the, the real, the universal truth <laughs> that is hardest for everyone to swallow but is so important is that no one gives a fuck about you. There are so few people on this planet that even know you exist, <laughs> let alone care what you're doing. Exactly. You know, so once you realize that, your life's a, you can go about your life a little bit easier. But if they didn't have that, then people couldn't make movies about it and type in exactly. password one as the back <laughs> password to get in. Or just slam on their keyboard like a chimp and all of a sudden they've broken into some <laughs> and never once Area 51. And never <laughs> once using a mouse. That's what I always uh, or tr- or trackpad. Mice are for pussies. <laughs> you just use the keyboard for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just get into the NSA frame? Yeah, and it's always it's always um what do they always say? Mainframe. Yeah. It's always the mainframe. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. I just think it's funny. Did you did you pound a little bit into the uh, title of the podcast? Yeah, Is it updates? Bit, yeah. yeah, see, you fucked up. <laughs> All right, should we jump into the news? I guess. Yeah, might as well. So anyway, um, episode (laughs) (laughs) episode one, encounter at Far Point. So it's set eighty (laughs) years. So the Groppler, (laughs) he's a real dick. (laughs) And this giant jellyfish motherfucker came out his face. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> That's actually the, my favorite appearance of Q because he kept changing into different uniforms and oh, shit. Right, yeah. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're not going to actually do a Star Trek episode. So he my, was probably like, oh, wait. Sorry, my 40-minute reflection of this <laughs> one scene. You know what the saddest thing is? Is I know I could do it. Oh, I could do it too. Yeah, it, it would be very easy. It, we might have to consider that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we should do we should do one to just see what happens. See what like happens. on a day when we're only recording the main podcast, we yeah. should do a yeah. Star Trek special. That'd be next week. I think combined we know we know enough. <laughs> well, and we'll do Encounter Farpoint Part One because remember it is <laughs> it is a two parter in the syndication. Can we start at season two? <laughs> <laughs> Can we just do everyone a favor? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be or, funnier if, if we critiqued every Voyager episode. 
Oh, that would have more comedic value. That would have more comedic because value. we wouldn't just be sucking its cock the whole time. <laughs> we would we would be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> See, when Vash kissed Picard, I probably would have gone in a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> I would have at least hit third base. <laughs> Picard got all the choice chicks, dude. Oh yeah. Anytime there was a super hot chick on board, he had to get something. He even got one of his own crew. Which one? The one, remember, where he thought, uh, the one that she played the piano when he was playing the flute? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was... You know who was one of the hottest chicks on, who guest starred on Next Generation? She only was on for two episodes back, and she was in that Packlet episode that I just talked about. I can't remember her name. But Is she the one that was from Engineering? Yeah, Ensign Gomez. Yeah, I know her character. I don't know her really. Yeah. You know that's actually the same chick. That's the uh, three best breasted alien from fucking Total Recall. Is it? It's the same chick. <laughs> I found that out yesterday. Oh wow! Because I was like, who is this chick? She's too fucking hot not to be in something else. And she's fifty six now. <laughs> oh, of course. You know, but I mean, kind of made me feel old. And I, I still object to Will Wheaton getting Ashley Judd. Why in, not? In the episode of the game. Fuck it. <laughs> Wheaton was a sneak pimp, dude. <laughs> I, you know, only, what? only after he came back from Starfleet. Came he was back kind from... of a man when he came back. Um, everyone hated on Will Wheaton, but I kind of dug him, dude. But you know why I dug him? Because I think the whole point of his character was he had that awe yeah. that we would have if we were suddenly there. Like, Wait. just being out in the middle of space and shit like that. Because never... everybody else was just too fucking old hat about it. Yeah, I, I never I, I never hated on Wesley. There's a lot of Will Wheaton hate though. Oh, I know there is, but I, I never I never hated him. He's a super pimp now. I watch that fucking tabletop show he does on YouTube. Oh yeah. It's just dope. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway. <laughs> now to the to the real podcast. Um so uh some of you remember back I think it was like several months ago there was a picture of benedict cumberbatch and martin freeman in victorian styled sherlock and watson uh garb and it just came out and it was just to kind of signal that yeah they're going to have a special sherlock episode uh kind of out of canon at the end of this year and then early next year they were going to have uh the season four of sherlock well last week we finally got some information about what that that picture actually had something to do with them and apparently the upcoming holiday special i say holiday special because it's supposed to come sometime in december it's usually right around the holidays that sherlock usually appears but yeah. it's actually going to be set in victorian london and there was an image of sherlock in the actual sherlock costume <laughs> uh walking in there and and uh stephen moffat told uh, entertainment weekly at uh, south by southwest the special is our own thing. We wouldn't have done the story we're doing and the way we're doing it if we didn't have this special. It's not part of the run of three episodes, so we so we had this to do it. So we could hardly conceal it's Victorian. Co-creator Mike, uh, Mark Gatiss and me wanted to do this, and it had to be special. It had to be a separate entity on its own. It's kind of its own little bubble. So while... So, I think it's kind of cool. They're going to kind of throw, do a little throwback to, you know, Sherlock. And I guess kind of see I, – I, my curiosity is, is he going to be kind of the same? Or is it going to be a little more proper, you know, to like some of the old Sherlock movies and radio shows and stuff like that as 
he was played or is it going to still be kind of the same just happened to be there so kind you of, could almost you could almost see it being a little bit more proper just because it's going to be in the victorian age yeah but but, it, but a little more of classic sherlock like how i guess kind of it'd be interesting to see that type of the way he plays it back then because if you think about it like the robert downey jr series takes place back then a little yeah, grittier and stuff like that but this is the way he looks it's classic sherlock like i think the difference here too is is that the robert downey jr is an american movie and yeah. they don't really give a fuck our country doesn't give a fuck but you're talking about an english show set in victorian england right they might do it a little bit more to the book you know what i mean yeah it should be kind of cool yeah i'm not but, saying that's going to be bad yeah we still don't have an official air date, but it's reported that's going to air in December, so probably sometime around Christmas, and you'll be able to see it in the U.S. on PBS uh, Masterpiece, although those of you resourceful enough will be able to see it just when it airs in the U.K. I <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> that we condone that type of, uh, that, that type of stuff. But... I do if I can't see it. No, I know, but I'm just Shit. <laughs> Um, So... Sex article so fucking stupid. The DIY network is one of those many <laughs> learning television channels that has very little to do with learning. And the Discovery Channel, the History Channel, none of them have anything to do with learning anymore. It's all oh, fucking know, reality man. bullshit. I know. Um, now the DIY network is is the same network that brought you such thrilling dramas as the Vanilla Ice Project. <laughs> The Shatner Project. Oh, yeah. And Rev Run's Renovation. They're doing it again, Steve. <sighs> this time they got a big actor. Mm-hmm. Mr. T. He pities the fool who doesn't know how to put in Windsor doors. Oh, no. You know what the title, <laughs> you know what the title of the show is going to be? Hmm. I pity the tool. Uh. <laughs> it wasn't even a laugh. Just, ugh, what the <laughs> fuck? I guess he's going to be teamed up with HGTV designer Tiffany Brooks. By the way, if you look up her name on Google, make sure that you put the word designer at the end because her name um, is also shared by an adult film star. And that was like, wait, who's he doing the show with? Like, I got interested <laughs> for a better second. Yet, or better yet, don't add the word designer. <laughs> It'll make it a lot more interesting. <laughs> or better yet, don't give a fuck that much about this show to look anything up. Or just, just go look, look up a porn star. Just look it up. Just look yeah. her up. <laughs> right. Um, so <laughs> there really isn't much details on the show because it really doesn't have to be. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's obvious that Mr. T, I mean, the, the image they've released is he's standing there in overalls tucked into his combat boots. Right. Because we all know how many tours in the military he did. Yeah. And um, he just looks mean, like always. And he, he's... he did one tour, you know, the A-team, you know. The... Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, and he's holding a sledgehammer. So you could tell that he's going to be doing the demolition side of it. And Miss Brooks is going to be the one that's actually doing the thinking part. <laughs> I'm not saying Mr. T's an idiot. But, but he's kind of are. an idiot. <laughs> like I've 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 listened to a lot of interviews he's done in his later years, and he's he's just a, a typical religious fanatic. He doesn't really think. He just re, 
it's 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 and i'm not saying religions i'm not trying to knock that end of it i'm just saying that he in particular is one of those kinds of people that when you ask him a question he just starts quoting scripture mm. he doesn't really actively participate in the conversation it's like you might as well he might as well be a, a walking soundboard you just press buttons and he makes noise mm. he's a toy he was replaced by a life-size action figure <laughs> <laughs> and he just has buttons that press. But well, that's why he didn't do the the A Team reboot because it was too violent. It was too violent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you know, because it's then, a fucking A Team. Because remember, well, remember in the regular A Team, they never actually shot anybody. They always shot the ground. That those guys. That... That's just because they had poor aim. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if you are thrilled to see, I pity the tool. Um, I can't I tell you the what tool it's that actually air. watches it. <laughs> oh, uh. Jesus. It's, um, you know, as silly as it sounds, it's a big market for these kind of shows. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very lowbrow entertainment and there's a big market for lowbrow entertainment. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's funny too, that the same people that watch this kind of shit are the same kind of people that will make fun of somebody for reading a comic book. Oh yeah. And when you compare the two hmm. art forms, one more leaning towards an art form than the other, yeah, you, it's just interesting. Everything's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But this article is not, so we're done. All right, so something to something more enlightening. In gaming news, yeah, uh, <laughs> Star Wars Battlefront will be unveiled next month at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, Electronic Arts announced on Friday. So this is coming from Polygon. Quote, we're thrilled to share the Star Wars Battlefront will be taking part of in Star Wars Celebration next month in Anaheim, California from April 16th to the 19th. A post of EA's, on EA's site said, we cannot think of a better and more appropriate place to debut the game officially for the first time than the premiere event that celebrates the Star Wars universe and legions of fans that, who have fallen in love with it. Where I will be attending next month. Star Wars Battlefront is in development at DICE uh, veterans of the Battlefield franchise and Mirror's Edge. Last October, EA said that the game is slated for a holiday 2015 release. As EA points out, today's announcement confirms a pledge to unveil more about the game this spring. Developers Re- Free Radical Design, Pandemic Studios, and Rebellion Developments worked on Battlefront games, which puts players in the midst of giant battles in the Star Wars universe before the series went dormant some years ago. Uh, so, it was always... It, it they announced it a long time ago that it was going to come out holiday 2015 which seemed to coincide with the release of the movie obviously you know but they weren't going to do a that was one of the cool things that i liked about what uh disney's partnership with ea was that it wasn't going to be based on a movie because movie games suck but they were going to base it on somewhere within the universe and i think doing this allows it to 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 get the fans to be like, oh, cool, so I can be in the Battle of Yavin or Endor or Hoth or yeah. wherever. I think that's going to be kind of cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really can't wait to see it. I For me, I hope they have something maybe – I'm thinking like hopefully even maybe like a playable demo or something, you know. That would be kind of sweet. So I'm looking forward to that next month. Star Wars, it's uh... – an interesting franchise. <laughs> Jeez. 
I honestly know so little about Star Wars. Like, I know what anyone who has seen the movies would know. But I've met people that know a great deal more. Yeah, the expanded universe and yeah. uh, the the books. And and I'm not making fun of them because I know things I from gonna... books of certain things, too. I was but... going to say, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not making fun of them. It's just sometimes I almost want to change it to Star Trek just so I can feel smart. Like... Well, I mean, Chewbacca's great, but <laughs> it's like talking about fucking data or something. <laughs> I don't know. Enough Star Trek, G. I'm tired of talking about this shit. <laughs> Moving on. Um, this may be a surprise to see, but I actually really like um, EA's PGA Tour golf games. I find them really relaxing. Well, you're white. You're supposed to. That's racist, yet accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I am white, so... Um, the, there wasn't one last year and everyone was like, oh shit, you know, maybe they're not making them anymore. You know, Tiger Woods sleeping around for some fucking reason that affects everything, you know? (laughs) So they're coming out with a new one this year. So the series is back and this is the next gen first one on next gen. And these games have always been known to be gorgeous because you're on a fucking golf course. But uh, Tiger Woods is no longer involved, my friends. Rory McIlroy, who is the current, like, best golfer in the world, um, is now – doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. (laughs) Rory McIlroy PGA Tour. Um, But he's gracing the cover and he's doing his thing. Now, Tiger Woods, um, in 2013, he signed a deal with Zanga Sports 365. Not even main Zanga, really. Just Zanga Sports 365. Um, which kind of ends the relationship with EA. But I think EA... But I think the whole EA thing, that was already said that it wasn't going to be Tiger Woods the last time. Yeah, that's true. So I I think EA was trying to get rid of him for a while. Um, Now, this new game is going to be using the Frostbite engine, uh, which they're promising more realistic depiction of courses and models um, and just everything being hyper-detailed. Um, I believe them because they pretty much do that every time they come out. It's like the topic and be technology wise when it comes to physics and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's golf. I mean, (laughs) how complicated can it be? But um, I'm excited for this, actually. It's coming out in June this year, PS4 and Xbox One. No word on the Wii U, but let's be honest, most likely not. You're right. You got Mario Golf or whatever if you have a Wii U. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, I have pretty boring articles today, I've realized, and when I pick them, I thought they were interesting, and then as I go through them, I'm like, oh, fuck this golf game and fucking Mr. T home remodeling. Right. Let's move on, because my last two were more interesting. (laughs) Promise. You sure about that? I hope. (laughs) Let's see how it works. (laughs) All right, moving into comic news. It's been widely reported that criticism over the variant cover of Batgirl issue number 41, which is one of 25 variant covers that are expected to be released in June, is being pulled. DC Comics is pulling the variant cover at the request of the artist, Rafael Albuquerque. Uh, Quote, my intention was never to hurt or upset anyone through my art. Albuquerque, the acclaimed artist of American Vampire, said in a statement. For that reason, I have recommended to DC that the variant cover be pulled. 
CBR reported the artist did not recommend the cover to be taken down due to threats of violence, as DC's statements about the takedown alluded to that fact. The variant cover was a homage to Batman the Killing Joke, which featured Barbara Gordon being shot and assaulted by the Joker. Now, some people have been ultra-critical over the cover, which I find confusing, especially since it reeks of homage. Uh, not only, not to mention that the variant cover not the main co- is not the main cover of the, co- of the comic. Note that variant covers have very little to do with the actual story inside. Uh, this was DC Entertainment's statement in regards to the comic. We publish comic books about the greatest heroes in the world and their most evil villains imaginable. The Joker variants for June are in rec- recognition of the 75th anniversary of the Joker. Regardless if fans like Raphael Albuquerque's homage to Alan Moore's The Killing Joke graphic novel from 25 years ago or find it inconsistent with the current tonality of the Batgirl books, threats of violence and harassment are wrong and have no place in comics or society. We stand by our creative talent at per Raphael's request. DC will not publish the Batgirl variant. Um, This was Raphael's uh, uh, response. My Batgirl variant cover artwork was designed to pay homage to the comic that I really admire and I know is a favorite of many readers. The Killing Joke is part of Batgirl's canon and artistically, I could not avoid portraying the traumatic relationship between Barbara Gordon and the Joker. For me, it was just a creepy cover that brought up something of the character's past that I was able to interpret artistically. It has become clear that for others, it touched a very important nerve. I respect these opinions and despite whether the discussion is right or wrong, no opinion should be discredited. My intention was never to hurt or upset anyone through my art. For that reason, I have recommended that DC, blah, 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 blah. Uh, with all due respects, Raphael. Uh, See, that part I don't agree with in, in all things. Yes, everyone is allowed to have their own opinion. That doesn't make every opinion credible. Right. You know, the, you're supposed to be – you're supposed to tell people with opinions that are stupid, no, that's stupid, and this is why it is. Well, the problem that I have with this is everybody's reading into the cover saying that, oh, you just – the way he has with the gun right there, and it looks like he's like he's about to commit a sexual assault on her. And I'm like, how do you get that from there? It doesn't look that way at all. Now, I do know in The Killing Joke, the Joker took pictures of her making it look like she was sexually assaulted. Because she was trying to – look, here's for people who don't know anything about The Killing Joke. And that's where I think the problem is. Yeah. The purpose of that book, okay, and what the Joker's grand plan in that book was is to prove that just one bad day could turn could twist somebody into ultimate evil. So what he was doing in the whole book was pretty much torturing Jim Gordon. Everything he did was to drive that man mad. Right. And – Barbara Gordon is, of course, his daughter. At the time, she was not Batgirl. She actually wasn't even supposed to be an important character at that time. She was literally just his daughter. She wasn't supposed to be that big of a deal. And then she became Oracle, and then after that, Batgirl. Now, in the scene, he it's actually kind of badass, but he um, knocks on the door. They don't know it's him. Barbara opens the door. He's smiling as always, lifts a gun, shoots her in the spine from the front. When she's on the ground, and Jim Gordon's on the couch. When she's on the ground, he opens her shirt and kind of makes her look all disheveled and takes a bunch of pictures of her and then leaves. Yeah. That's what happens. Is it, am I saying that it was okay for him to do that to Barbara Gordon? Of course not, but he's a fucking villain. What is he supposed to do, make her tea? 
you know. <laughs> so this this cover comes out, and I thought it was a very great cover. I I love um, Albuquerque's work. I think he does very emotional artwork. Yeah, I, th- I think he really depicts the the emotions in the, in the faces, and you could definitely see that in um, Batgirl's face in that yeah. variant cover, and that little tear that she has forming. Exactly. Her eye. Yeah. Very great artist. I love him. And but, it's or, even in the fifty-two, it's kind of alluded that that they've had something similar to yes. that. And because and, a lot of the new fifty-two books didn't start at origin, like right. Batman started, he was already Batman. Yeah, you it was know, like was five it, years in. Right. So you can only assume if Batman's already Batman, then a lot of his crew is already going to be his crew. Right. You know. So, and she's already Batgirl, which either they're ignoring Oracle. Or it's already happened. Right. Case in point. And the Joker is already well known when the new 52 Batman came out as well. But here's another point too. I think, and a lot of, a lot of people are saying they're tired of women being depicted as these victims and all this. I think it's the reverse. I think it's sexist to not have that cover be out. And here's my main reason why. I've seen many covers like this, but I'm going to bring up one. During the time, um, I, it was during Death of the Family. We'll even use Joker. And he didn't have a, his face was removable because he had oh, cut right. it off. There was a cover. I forget who the hero was, but I, I think it was Nightwing, where the hero was tied to a chair and looked in immense pain, kind of hunched over. And Joker was behind him and was holding his dead fleshed face over the hero's face. Oh, no yeah. one gave a fuck. No yeah. one cared. That, to me, is far more degrading and disgusting than having your arm around a woman with a gun in your hand. Yeah. Well, I, I think too many people are – it's this – it's like we've moved away from PC into hardcore. Like I think I, I mentioned like this too. militant feminism. <laughs> yeah, to the point to where – you know, guys over there say, I find this offensive because it's put, it's like, oh, the fact that, you know, to me, this whole women in peril thing, if a female is in the starring role and she has an issue that she needs to get out of, she is in essence a woman in peril. Yeah. And then you flip it around, there's a guy in peril. It's like they're, it's okay to be in but, peril. But one thing, <laughs> the one thing that bothers me so much about this is this is a variant cover. This isn't the main issue of the book. It's not even probably part of the book. And exactly. ev- what everybody is is like going, oh, well, you know, it, it doesn't follow with the, you know, Batgirl is all kind of light and fluffy. It doesn't matter. Because, That's why it's a variant. Yeah. But if you realize late earlier last year, it was darker. It followed that heavier storyline. It followed the Batman storyline until the until the uh, the selfie cover. That's yeah. when everything started turning. Yeah, around. because that's when uh, the writers and the the editorial shifted it and turned it into something lighter and something. I like the new Bat Batgirl cover or the Batgirl comic. It's it's a it's a fun one to do. But I think people just are just you know it's it's a variant cover. It's going to be more expensive than the main one, and nobody's really going to buy that except for serious collectors. And I think the fact that people are throwing such a shit fit about this don't understand that it is a variant cover, and they need to understand that that is not a true cover. Exactly. And get over it. And here's another thing to throw out about the Joker. Where are all these people complaining when he was beating Harley Quinn half to death yeah. all the time? Yeah. Man, he's, he's done things to Harley Quinn that would make 
any moral man shiver. Yeah, these are all people that the people that are complaining about this, and even the ones that are so-called comic book fans that have been writing about this. Because I've read some editorials. They're, I think they're movie comic book fans. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, because because there are people that are you know that are on these sites and are explaining why they're against you know their cover. I don't think they get it. They just they don't get it. They've never. I I I almost guarantee you that they have never truly read the book. They've seen that scene. Or read about that scene in Wikipedia, but have never truly read that. Right. And to, to and to reach the conclusions they're reaching based off the cover, just to me, kind of shows that if you're saying that this is what it's depicting, yet I look at it and I don't see that, obviously you have some issues. <laughs> I think the the last point I'm going to leave on on this topic because we've been talking. Steve and I have been talking about this for shit about a week now i think yeah and um case in point the artist wanted to pull it that's his choice if it's his ad he can do it i'm not judging him for anything i'm not going to say he a lot of people say he gave in to pressure whatever if he feels that he offended people and he wants to pull his ad then he can do it dc's not the one who pulled it right um but i do have to say that that art's main purpose in our lives is to um, influence emotional emotional outcomes. You're supposed right. to feel something when you look at it. No, and that doesn't mean you're always supposed to feel happy joy either. Right. And I always, I've always thought that any form of art should not be censored. Even if it's grotesque and fucking horrible, just don't look at it if mm-hmm. you don't like it. Right. You know what I mean? And, and being that it's a variant cover, it wouldn't have been plastered on all ads for the book. It wouldn't have been front row at the fucking comic book shop. Right. It would have been in the back where all the other fucking variant covers are. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I just think if this is what's going to happen every time something slightly offensive comes up, what's the fucking point of having not in the first place? Exactly. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm in an art class now in college and I'm, I'm seeing some fucking some uh, 16th century painters that were might have been on something like right. there's some seriously violent fucking things and and that's not not just a a quick drawing we're talking about a painting that took months nobody cared right you know so i don't know the world's just full of fucking weird people now moving on <laughs> we'll talk about some female empowerment to balance everything out um as we all know the well, as you should know the current Thor line sees the goddess of thunder. So we have a female Thor. And a lot of people, um, what they like to call common knowledge, which I, I think is more general ignorance, um, <laughs> saying that a book cannot headline with a female hero and do well. This has been proven time and time not to be true, but people yeah. still seem to insist. I know, because the they, forget, they forget batgirl spider woman you know not even heroes look fucking the harley quinn book most popular yeah. dc book right now yeah it's it's not it's just stupid it's not even it's not even smart enough for me to entertain it that that women can't headline a book it's just retarded and now they're fighting it more in fucking movies now yeah you know there people are saying all oh, the wonder woman movie's gonna flop because it's a female i'm like who gives a fuck yeah. <laughs> she's also a fucking Amazon princess that's yeah. as strong as Superman in most cases. Exactly. Anyway. Um, so anyway, there's there's uh, female Thor. It's an issue 
four? No, five, I think. Yeah, issue five was last month. Selling better than um, the original Thor book before it was. Now, a lot of people are saying this is bullshit numbering because what they're doing is they're comparing the first four issues of this new Thor against the last four issues of the previous Thor. Now, I agree, that's kind of bullshit because most books decline towards the end of their life. Right. But if you look at the figures, I got some figures here from io9. Um, God of Thunder, which was the original one, number 25, relatively new, sold 48,000 copies in September. Um, Thor number five sold 69,500 copies. Now, obviously, it's selling better. What, why is it selling better? I'm sure a lot of it is intrigue. Well, um, I... Oh, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just... That's good. You can go. <laughs> um, I was I, I was listening to a lot of comic podcasts, and they were talking about the fourth issue of of Thor, and it, a lot of people said it it reached a point where, like all the other gods, everybody else in Asgard, you know, like she was, you know, Thor. Everybody was, you know, basically it had. They were telling her. You're not Thor. You have to prove yourself. And a lot of people said it. It was a fun issue, and it really kind of brought everything together, and really felt a lot more fleshed out. And since the whole new, since the whole new Thor line has actually um, happened, this was the first real, real positive, you know, issue that I've heard yeah. about it. So I think that's starting to catch on. Are people like, okay, now actually giving it a shot? And, and you can see. The fourth issue, because I was reading about that too, because I I've, I haven't read this this book yet. I've been wanting to, but it keeps kind of falling by the way. It's always on a week books. that I don't. I tend not to pay attention because nothing else really comes out right. um, that I want to read anyway. But the fourth issue with the whole proving yourself, I think that's really a powerful book too because it's it's more of a comparison of what's going on in reality. Yeah. No one – well, not no one, but there's a there's a, a large minority that believes this book is going to fail right out the gate just because it's a woman. Yeah. And you have to prove yourself to be Thor. I think I – think, I love when comics do that. You know, and, and I, I – it makes me want to read it even more. Yeah. Now, for those that are very strict about Thor can't be a woman right. – um, when Secret Wars happens, it's not going to really make any damn difference anyway. Because right. this book is one of the books that's going to get canceled. Boot. Yes, and it's along with re- Amazing Spider-Man and X-Men, right. and yeah, and it's getting it's getting replaced with the aptly titled Thor <laughs> series. Um, so we're going to go back to square one with that. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to miss this character, and I wouldn't be surprised seeing her come out in an alternate line right. um, again because it's been pretty there's been a lot of impact with this female thor bit i remember when they told me about it i was like oh that's interesting and i didn't think about it yeah and then i noticed that everybody was fucking flipping out on both sides i'm like what the fuck gives a fuck (laughs) (laughs) i don't know maybe i just don't care about anything but i'm happy that it's doing well i want i want as many female headline books to do successful. I wanted to be so ridiculous how, how many of them are doing well because I'm so sick and I'm not trying to act like, Oh, I'm a male feminist and this and that. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm an equalist. Right. I think that everyone has an equal chance. Yeah. 
And I, I agree with you there. I think it's simply uh, it's simply the point of I don't want to see something fail for some stupid reason. Now, if the comic book has shitty artwork and is just written poor writing, poorly, yeah. Or, yeah, poorly, then it deserves to be canceled. And that hap- and that should and that happens with male dominated books constantly. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, and unfortunately, that- in the past, it happened with a lot of female headline books too. Yeah. It seemed like they weren't really putting their best their best minds on it and yeah. stuff like that. And, and I think now we – and yeah, we do need to reach that point where we don't necessarily have to write it as a female character. We just have to write this as a character. Right. And I think that's where – like we saw with comic book movies, how instead of being made cheesy, they're – as if you've watched the Justice League of, uh, of America uh, 90s pilot, we'll know. <laughs> that if you, that if you actually put some thought and feel into it, you can make a pretty damn good book. Well, that's pretty much the definition of what Marvel did with the movies. Yeah, is if you actually fucking put the best of the best on the creative team, you will make these stories great because they're already great. Yeah, you just you have to fucking give a shit. Yeah, because if, if you even if you look at DC, like a lot of the DC female centric books, Catwoman. Uh, you know the uh, Power Girl and uh, and the Huntress. You, you know uh, Harley Quinn. All of those books, they're not about chicks. No. You know it's it's about them interacting with the story. You know. So I, I mean, I, and I've always liked. That was one thing that I was noticing too, because I I follow the Harley Quinn book, and there's. <laughs> You have to strike a balance because, okay, it's a female character, but you don't want to be all fucking I'm dainty or I am female, hear me, hear me roar all the time because right. then it's just going to look campy or that you're trying to prove a point. Right. But you still have to make the character a woman. Yeah. You, know, you can't just have her behave like a man. It doesn't make any sense. So I think that in the Harley Quinn – and it's probably because there's a writing team of a man and a woman. Yeah. But they've struck this balance of – She's obviously a woman, and she's interested in things that a woman might be interested in, but she's not a fucking – she's not an asshole. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? Like she's not a caricature of a woman. Yeah. She's just a woman, you know, and I think, I think that's what's important. And actually Thor and Harley Quinn – this is happening everywhere. Per, per Steve's um, request, I started reading Marvel Silk. Very impressed with that book. Yeah, that's. I was I, just going to bring that up. I was going to bring Silk and Spider Gwen. I haven't read Spider Gwen yet, <laughs> but the, the title is just throwing me off. But the thing is, is that with those books, it's not so much that it's a female character. It's a it's a character that's having issues, and you know, yet they're trying to prove themselves in their respective universes. And I and I think that that's what makes it. And, and like Silk is even more bizarre because it's like, and not bizarre like, um, cra- but. It's because you're dealing with not only a female character, but a minority. Oh, you yeah, because she's, um, she's... She's Asian, yeah. I, yeah. And, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're dealing... Yeah, and to, to Mosley, it's like, I don't care, but that's cool. I know she's kind of cute. <laughs> Whoever's doing the arts, taking care of that business. Yeah. But, but, um, but yeah, so I think that's, that's really what it needs to... And it, it always sounds a little cheesy, but it's, it's still really true. There are girls that read comic books, and and I think they deserve 
characters to look up to that are more than just big titted fucking mutated freaks right. that just are there to get captured all the time. You know, this isn't Princess Bride. Like, the, right. the women can be heroes too. Let's give the girls somebody to root for as well. Exactly. So, it's not like it's different when they talk about. Um, oh well, because I we've had discussions about like there's not enough black heroes or there's not enough role models for Hispanics or whatever. And I know Steve has said on many occasions, like he looked up to Spider-Man. It didn't matter that he was white. And that's fully true. Yeah. It is a little different for a gender. It's, it's, it's easier for a young girl, not easier, but just, it makes them happier to know that the one saving the day is, is a girl. Yeah. Because I think even more than racism, the gen gender things is still a major issue. Sometimes, like people just expect girls to be. Well, I mean, for helpless. me, I, I mean, I looked up to Supergirl, you know, but I could never oh, get the. We skirt. all looked up to Supergirl, <laughs> but I, I couldn't get the skirt to kind of, you know, hang properly. So, <laughs> was that your cosplay, or are you talking about the? <laughs> I'm talking about just in regular, regular street right, life, right, you know. Right. <laughs> you live that life, is what yeah. You're I live that thug life. <laughs> and another thing too is. I know a lot of people think it's sexist, like what we're doing right now, where we're saying that Supergirl's hot. That's not sexist. <laughs> I hate that people think that's sexist. I know. I still value her as a human being in a comic <laughs> book universe. Can't take the compliment. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's like a nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> like that, uh, that uh, Wednesday Adams. Yeah, we it's just they, watched um, they just Adult Wednesday Adams. They just don't get it. It's a compliment. <laughs> they just don't get it. <laughs> I think you could... It's gotten to that point that you can't even respectively tell some women they're pretty anymore. Yeah. Because they get fucking uppity. It's like, okay, you're ugly. Fuck it. You <laughs> look like a train wreck. Do you feel better about yourself <laughs> as a human being now? It's like we're still human beings. Right, like right. we still have to have attraction in order to propagate the species. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, yes, you shouldn't be like – you know, it looked like two, someone took two fucking Christmas hams and slid them down a the back of your dress. Like stuff like that. <laughs> That's left for friendly conversation with yeah. friends. But um, I don't know. It, it's just weird. I remember when I – and it wasn't that long ago. When I was in high school, I could, I could go, you look amazing today. And the girl would just go, thank you. Yeah. You can't do that nowadays. Mm. Most, most women would be like, get away from me. Yeah. Or the, or the, or the all, too, all too noticeable dressed incredibly hot chick at the bar. But if you approach her, I'm not here to talk to anyone. Then go the yeah. fuck home. Yeah. What do you think the point is of being here? If you're not here to talk to anybody, you come the way you would normally come. Come in sweatpants and a, a hoodie, and you sit in the corner of the bar and drink and your, you know, drink your tears. <laughs> I dress up for myself. Why? Are you attracted to yourself? Well, then the mirror. There's a seat with a mirror right over there. Yeah. <laughs> if you dress up for yourself, then dress up and stay home, and yeah. then no one will bother you. Exactly. Uh. I mean, I get hit on too much, too. I don't complain. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, at work, the office that I work in is predominantly women. And I was uh, I went to lunch and I went, you know, I went down the block to get a uh, to get a burger. And I came back and this girl that I work with goes, uh, she goes, oh, where'd you go for lunch? I go, oh, I went to, to Michael's. And she's like, I was thinking about going there. And she goes, it's not that far of a walk, right? And I go, no, it's just a block. And she goes, did you did you get harassed on the way down there? And then I turned her and I go, I felt like I did, you know. <laughs> no one said anything, but I could feel their eyes. Yeah, she, she busted up. She started laughing. And then when she came back from lunch, she goes, I felt the same way. <laughs> you know? 
know what's funny too is is I was I was and this is the last thing that we can say and then we have to move. We're just bullshitting too much of this podcast. Um, <laughs> when I was in that episode of Star Trek when right. uh... <laughs> <laughs> when I was working at uh, Best Buy, there was a video that came. I'm sure everyone's seen it already, but it's where the girls walking through New York. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like a hidden camera, and this guy's whistling at her and stuff like that. Well, a lot of the guys at my job are like, not all of them, but a few of them are like, why would they even care? You know, fucking. But I'm like, think about that happening every day. Yeah. Every time you walk outside, and it isn't only. I've seen guys on the street. They don't just whistle. Like they will approach a chick, put an arm around her, and it's like that's yeah. gotta be, you know, when you're dealing with. Uh, you're a chick and you're dealing with a man that's like three times your fucking size. Oh yeah. And they're just like touching you. Like that's fucking, I can't believe that that yeah. even is allowed. I know to me, it's just, I look at that. And I'm like, going, yeah, balls, dude. Like that's serious balls. See, when I was growing up, my grandfather, every, everyone in my family, you don't touch a woman until they touch you. That's yeah. always the rule. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know because like, because if you if you are talking to a woman, you're learning about her stuff like that. Eventually, they will touch you. Like they'll touch your arm or something like that. Yeah. Then you know that we can start with casual <laughs> physical contact. Well, it's like, well, I mean, you know, I always I always waited for the, you know, the hair over the ear. You know mm. when they're talking to you and they they push brush that hair behind their one ear because it's usually the the key indicator and you know it was like they do that then you know I take their hand and put it on my cock I mean right that's usually how it starts out and then everything was fine after that see Steve doesn't know how to play baseball he doesn't realize there's bases <laughs> he's no, already I, at home plate <laughs> <laughs> I just swing for the fences and just <laughs> but it's true though I mean sometimes when... they they you know it's a pop foul and you know other times it's out into the parking lot. <laughs> It's true, and it's not sexist to say women are – it's scientifically proven much, much more advanced in communication. And that doesn't just mean verbal. Well, so if you're paying attention, yeah, they give you signs of when they're, you're, they're prepared to get to that level of a relationship where you Unless can Unless like, you ask them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't know. You know, then you got problems. Yeah, then you're an <laughs> asshole. You know, so it's – um. I don't know. No. It's just some guys just have no class. I mean, it just boils down to that. I mean, I just sit there and I see that and I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? But, you know, my my last my last point on this is, yeah, it, it's it's simply just like I see that and I'm just like, oh my god, what at what point do you is that like acceptable? Like how what, how do you see that that's like she's gonna be like, oh, oh my god, I'm so sorry. You know, you want me to blow you right here? You know, it's like, yeah, the world isn't a porn. <laughs> I know. Because if you notice too, porns, most pornography is is made for men, and it's made for a fantasy of men, and the majority of it is they worship that dude's fucking dick. Like it's almost like they have a drug addiction to penis. Right, right. Yeah. You know which. Every dude at some primitive level has a wishes that was the truth. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wishes it was true that women were like falling over themselves to get to your penis. It really isn't like that. Unless you look like Michael Fassbender or, you know. (laughs) Right. There was actually a guy, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, I think. Um, (laughs) This is, there was a guy, I couldn't look at him right. And this might piss some people off listening because maybe they watch the same shit, but I don't know what it was, but. 
we were talking about porn as guys do. Right. And he said, yeah, my favorite porn is the one the uh, where like they're choking the chick and, oh, and right. being real mean to her. And I'm like, why? Like, I don't know. It's just it's just good. You know, it's cool. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm, I don't <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even think it's cool for you to fantasize about being that mean. Like I've seen a couple of those porns before and I you got to turn it off. Yeah. Like I can't. As soon as they start, it's like they'll choke the chick, and then you hear the. I'm like, nope, <laughs> I can't fucking watch this anymore. I don't know. It's just weird. I know I, that's what Steve's into. <laughs> yeah, fighting the guy that we're willing to do that. You know, it's just kind of difficult to wait. Did I just go too far? Um, no, Wait a I, minute. <laughs> no, I, I, I went out with this girl one time, and then you know she told me she had a rape fantasy and i was like okay oh wow look at the time i got you fulfilling it with me i I got uh yeah i i gotta go and you know i gotta go on that fishing boat and 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 bring in that uh that uh that haul of salmon you know so (laughs) i i don't have a phone where i'm gonna be so uh i'll get in touch with you You're so nervous and so quick to want to get out of the situation. The story you're bringing coming up with makes no fucking sense. I, I'm 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 due on the space shuttle. Yeah, to, like what? It's like an episode of Family Ties with Michael. I I'm invading Canada in the morning, so I gotta I I, I gotta split. You know? I gotta be like a banana and split. <laughs> uh, all right. In the last category today, since we're with episode fifteen of season one, <laughs> there are four lights. <laughs> this one's called the neutral zone, and uh... <laughs> is right. it the Klingon neutral zone or the Federation neutral zone? Uh, okay, technology news. <laughs> uh, it would seem that some people didn't get the memo when the fate. Uh, Federal Communication Commission placed the internet under Title II last month. But it seems that HBO, Showtime, and Sony are reportedly wanting to have some special treatment for internet service providers in getting their content to subscribers. According to the Wall Street Journal, they are looking to have their services classified as managed, I'm doing air quotes by the way, managed Mm -hmm. services, which would uh, not pit them with standard internet traffic and would allow them to skirt those little nasty data caps. Quote, instead of putting the web traffic on the public Internet's main thoroughfare, uh, they want to be in a separate lane that would ensure their content gets special treatment, the journal wrote. In effect, they would move them away from the congestion of the Internet, which they fear will only get worse as more people opt to stream movies and TV shows on the web. The other benefit, a separate lane would be exempt from monthly data usage thresholds operators enforce on public internet traffic, saving customers from the surcharges that kick in if they binge on too many episodes of Game of Thrones or Homeland. This would simply fly in the face of the whole net neutrality thing that we've been going on for the last year. The Wall Street Journal suggested that broadband providers would partner up with online service and create a package that would allow broadband providers to a cut of the revenue. That's the whole fucking thing about net neutrality. 
broadband providers wanted people to pay for a fast lane, which they would see providers get rich from the content providers and their customers when they're saddled with data caps. This is this was their attempt to keep the internet to their whim and not lose control of the internet monopoly they provide. As some people were confused about the data cap issue with the FCC passing the Title II for the internet, the FCC still has the ability to step in if they choose to in regards to data caps, but it would seem that the FCC will need to step in to discuss data caps for internet consumers, but I don't see them making two landmark decisions in one year. I just, when I saw this article, I was like, what the fuck? I don't, you want a special What was thing? the first thing I fucking said to you? I know, you were you told like, me. I know what I told, I just simply gave, because every night we, we tell each other, Hey, these are the stories we're doing for tomorrow. So, so we don't do the same ones. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and then, which is usually just Steve telling me what he's doing. And right. I don't pick them because I do them later than he does. Yeah. And I just wrote Showtime, HBO, and Sony want special lanes for their content. I basically gave him the title. And then the first thing he says was, wasn't that the whole net neutrality thing? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that illegal? <laughs> like, exactly. So it's like, I don't, I, I just, I didn't, I don't get it. I, I was like, I understand the whole data cap issue, and I think in this instance, because it is illegal, it's going to push more towards the data caps. You know, because the reason why we have those data caps is because people are binge watching all of that shit instead of paying for the actual television service for the the content provider to get. So it's like, so you're streaming the content that we normally make people pay for, but you're back piggybacking it on the on the internet that we are providing. This is the issue, and and I think this is just going to lead to that to them having to go. Are data caps legal? You know, and I mean, this to me is just like well, their reasoning is bullshit too. Oh yeah, like I here's an example. I'm going to use me as an example. I have one. How many things do I have that stream video in this house? One, two, three, four. Wait, I I lost count. Four, five. Five things. Five things, three phones, and two computers. It's a lot of shit. Now, on an average day, at least five of them, no, at least four or five of them, are streaming Netflix or YouTube all at the same time. Right. Not one of them skips, or not skips. <laughs> Showing my age with that one. <laughs> not, one not one of them buffers um, or messes up. Okay. Because I have a good router. That's really all it has to do. I have CenturyLink. 12 down is my max. I don't even have that good of internet in comparison to most people. Right. And not one problem. So this whole, oh, it's congested. It's it's not congested. It's because every the providers are providing people with shitty equipment. Yeah. Yeah, because if you notice, like, Time Warner says, like, oh, yeah, you don't even need a router. We'll provide one for you. Bullshit. I have one of the, you know, shitty Time Warner routers, but I still have it connected to my main router. <laughs> And and to be fair, most of the time they're not shitty routers. They're just routers rated for like two devices at a time. Right. So most households don't do that anymore. Like I have, I have the uh, we have the same router still. Did you yeah. buy a new one? No, I have no. We the still have the same one. I, the Nighthawk. We both have yeah. that fucking bomb ass Nighthawk router. Yeah. Two hundred dollar router. Ain't fucking around. And there was a time where I had to go get it replaced on warranty. Got it for free. Not an issue. 
So I had to drop down to the – I had to turn the Wi-Fi back on for the modern – the other router. I didn't even have that many things back then, and everything in the house was fucking up. Yeah. Like it was just nothing wanted to play Netflix. It was constantly dropping out. So it's it's not that the internet is congested. <laughs> it's that people are driving cars on the internet lanes that are like a Pinto on fire. Right. You know, so maybe right. if these providers stop dicking everybody around. It's like but, it, it's basically like, you know, those compact car spaces that you see that don't fit any car, even compact. Even Priuses have trouble getting into those spots. Yes. That's what it's basically come down yes. to. Yes. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny when you told me that. Like, isn't that illegal? Like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, they literally just announced it. <laughs> yeah. They literally just had it. And now it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so. Moving on, when Microsoft has uh, recently announced that the Windows 10 was going to be a free upgrade for Windows 7 and Windows 8 and 8.1 users, I don't know why we still have to separate the two. <laughs> um, they, but now they even clarified it's for pirated versions as well. So it looks like they just want to give everybody freebies. Um, we'll get to the pirate. I'm going to set the pirated versions to the side for now. We'll get to that in a second, but. Um, for legit copies, they say that the majority. Well, what the 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 honest truth is, they're doing this because people are pissed off about eight. Right. So it's it's less likely that someone's going to run out to go buy ten. And what the, and they're trying to get everybody upgraded at the same time, as opposed to what happened with eight, because you have people or XP really. Yeah. You know, everybody loved XP, and then you know Vista, and then you had seven, which was pretty much the amalgamation of both vista and xp and now you know people are saw eight and we're like fuck that so <laughs> a buddy asked me on facebook well what about users with vista why won't they give them i'm like because if you still have vista you don't deserve windows 10 <laughs> that's what i told him I'm you like, had what chances the fuck? before <laughs> did you buy your computer when i got out of high school like seriously <laughs> move on <laughs> but um so it's good i get it. i mean it's great Free is always good. Um, there is a rumor. Now, Steve and I believe this is bullshit. But if it turns out to be true, it's really going to fuck things up. Yeah. Um, there's a rumor float around that Windows 10 is only going to be... Now, they said that the upgrade to Windows 10 will be free for the first year. So the way it's read is that you'll have a year to get it for free. If you fuck off and wait too long, you're going to have to pay for it. Right. Fine. That's fair. If you can't get it done in a year, you know, but the rumor is that actually means that it will be free for the first year and it's going to follow more of a Office 365 pay structure where you're going to have to keep paying every year. I highly doubt, as does Steve, <laughs> that this will be the truth right. because if they do do this, they're really going to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. There's no one. It was so. It was hard for people to even get on board with Office 365 and a lot of people still haven't. Yeah. They're not going to do it for Windows. No. So if you had trouble getting people over to, you know, Windows 8 and much less go into Windows 10, there, there's no way it's going to happen. Because another reason why – and I just kind of thought of this. The, the, another reason why that rumor is probably bullshit. Windows 10, if you look at all the press releases, all the conferences, all the, the little commercials about it, it, it's all set up as Windows 10 is Microsoft's massive apology. Yeah, because they know that they fucked up with Windows 8. Now, there's a lot of stuff in Windows 8 that's great, and there's a lot of stuff there isn't. 
the stuff that's great is going to be in Windows 10. The stuff that isn't is getting pushed to the side or eradicated completely. Right. So fine. Windows 10 looks good. I like the way it looks. Um, you'll like the way you look. <laughs> you <just> said. <laughs> um, now onto like the pirated, warehouse. <laughs> right, onto the pirated versions. Now they say the main reason for giving the free upgrade to the pirated versions is China actually yeah. because China and I have the numbers in here somewhere several it was like several million yeah like several million which is like what two percent of their population <laughs> yeah Se- several million people in, in China millions of people in China have bootleg windows of course bootleg everything in China yeah. is kind of a, a commonplace thing yeah. but I mean, you have the iPhone 5 over there you know right. <laughs> <laughs> but um they, you know, Microsoft has a point. That's a huge market yeah. to ignore. So, so they're trying to get them back in the fold. But then I'm also hearing that you'll get the upgrade for free, but you'll still technically have a pirated version of Windows. Right. So it, I think it would not it, be considered a genuine copy. It'll still be a um, ungenuine copy right. of Windows. So, so you what won't does get that a, mean. I think what that would mean is you won't get updates, and and you'll be locked out of certain features. And the thing will constantly be telling you how you can pay hey, to get to unlock your thing. And I don't blame them for that because they really don't have to give. They didn't fuck up that hard with Windows 8 that they have to give us all free fucking Windows 10. Yeah. So it, it's already an incredible gesture that they're doing it in the first place. Obviously, it's a smart business move. I'm not saying they're a fucking – it's a philanthropist action. Right. You know, but it's still it's, – it's, they're going above and beyond already. Right. You know, they don't need to fucking grovel anymore. <laughs> um, I mean, they've made such strides the end of last year to this year. Like, yeah. And, and you know, I've, I've actually heard like uh, a lot of other uh, podcasts like, you know, and websites like The Verge and stuff like that. They're usually heavy Apple, but also heavy critical Apple. But there's a lot of them that are like, you know what? What Microsoft's doing now is such good business. Like it's it's such a they're putting them on the positive side instead of being the butt of corporate jokes, you know, um, and uh, and and it makes sense, you know, to go and still make it an ungenuine copy. That's you know, I mean, that makes sense, you know. Yeah, they're so. still they're basically giving you a free demo. Yeah, they're forgiving that you stole their shit, right? And saying, here, why don't you try this out and here's dig it, here's an opportunity you know. to make it right, right. And I think Microsoft is in the perfect position to be changing things up for the positive because, yes, they have a lot of negative press and a lot of people are complaining about them. That does not mean those people that complain about them are buying Macs. Right. The Max market share is still pretty fucking low. It's actually at an, uh, it's not getting higher at all currently. Yeah. Which is amazing because it seems everyone on the planet hates Windows 8. It doesn't matter. Microsoft is one of those things. Windows is one of those things that you'll complain about, but you'll still use it because it's the best game in town. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Apple's cool. Doesn't get that many viruses. Wonderful. Doesn't get that many viruses. Nobody writes them. Right. You know, so it's it's, and I'm not trying to knock Apple. Apple's great for the people that like it, but Windows is in the Microsoft's in the perfect position to start being more positive and more nice to their customers and they've been doing great too with these technical previews i think that was what i was most impressed about when they started giving here test windows 8 for us for free you can use it full full thing until it's released obviously right you know i think that was a great move yeah so 
They they did it with the new office too, but it's like it's at a point where it ain't really that usable. So, yeah. <laughs> um, right. and Windows 10 right now is in a tech preview. Yeah. So, All what right. are you well, gonna we'll do? S- yeah, we'll see what happens as this, and it's gonna be released this summer, so it's not that much further this on. Summer. Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm I'm getting the free upgrade. Oh, I'm going with the free upgrade for my PC. My laptop, though, I need a new laptop, so I'm like on the funds of like, do I want to upgrade and then, you know. Then get a new laptop. I'm um, doing well it just... for. See, both of my computers are custom built, so either way, I, I just put more parts in them when they yeah. fuck up. They're not laptops, that's why. <laughs> yeah, um, I, got, I got a laptop, so it's like I need a new laptop, but at the same time, it's like, well, why don't I just wait till 10 is out and then buy a laptop with 10 already installed? Because I have Windows 8 on my computer, yeah. and I have Windows, both legit copies, and I have Windows um, 7 on. The house computer. <laughs> um, so I think I'll just upgrade both from the 10. Fuck it yeah. if it's free. Yeah. Now, if they do end up doing that yearly thing, I don't know. I, I doubt that. I, I doubt it's. That. I doubt it's going to happen. Yeah. And and but. I think it, in some instance it would have I, – I just, I just don't see them like springing it on you. Well, see, here's, here's the thing though is like Apple kind of does that because Apple doesn't really sell – a whole new operating system. They sell these massive updates. I think it's like a hundred bucks or something. And you get this, the Maverick update or the fucking, whatever fucking animal of the year they're picking. And to, and, and to be honest, that would be, if that's the case, then yeah, that's fine. But you don't have to go with the update. And if, but you yeah, know, so the way the rumors are sounding is that Microsoft's going to make you like, you know, do that update. And I don't, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, because that would be foolish. Because, because, well, people are using the analogy of Office three six five, and as we know, Office three six five, if you don't pay for, I found out <laughs> very realistically, if you don't pay for Office three six five, it just doesn't work anymore. Right. But that makes sense for that. Yeah, it doesn't you make know. sense for an operating system on a computer. Imagine yeah. if you forgot to pay it and your computer doesn't work. All oh, people be fucking oh, yeah. livid. Oh yeah, that and that would be a big thing. And you, you yeah, I don't think that would fly. Yeah, if they got, if they had the rolling release thing that um, Apple has, I I could I could live with that. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Right. I know a lot of people would, but yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with it's it. It's because they expect everything for free, and they would say the same thing if they had Macs. But yeah. All right. Well, we're running way over, so let's go ahead and move on into this week's this bitch. So. This week's This Bitch, and I'm just going to read the article from The Verge. But it's no secret that the digital age hasn't been kind to the music industry. C- streaming services like Spotify, Radio, and Pandora have buoyed a long declining market with the support of an eager music labels. But it seems that those very labels are starting to get nervous about their revenue streams. Universal Music Group, the largest of all the labels, is beginning to question the freemium model that bring, that helped bring in over a billion dollars in revenue from the U.S. streaming uh, from U.S. streaming last year, a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. According to the Financial Times, Universal is leveraging current contract negotiations with Spotify to pressure the streaming service to put harsher limits on its free service. The labels hope uh, that such a move would convert more free users into paid subscriptions, which cost 10 bucks a month. CEO Lucien Granger 
publicly stated his concerns with the freemium model last month when he said ad funded on demands is not going to sustain an entire ecosystem of the creators as well as the investors the other labels are coming to the conclusion that ad supported freemium free streaming services need to be adjusted according to the report unnamed sources tell rolling stone that most labels are pushing for more limits on free music streaming in addition to universal both sony music and warner's music ceos have expressed doubts about free streaming once said paid and free subscriptions need to be more clearly differentiated it's not known if either of those labels are seeking to pressure spotify or other services through contract negotiations the labels may seek to limit the amount of music users can listen without pay without paying up or they might hope to limit all free streaming to pandora like radio stations instead of on-demand music Spotify and radio both allow unlimited free on-demand streaming uh, computers, but limit mobile streaming to shuffled radio-like services. Paid subscribers will get more free mobile streaming, offline access, higher quality, and no ads. In the past, the labels were very supportive of free streaming. They saw it as a way to bring new customers and money to the declining industry. But as streaming grows and more money sh continues to shift away from digital downloads and physical media, it seems that labels are becoming less comfortable. Spotify says that a substantial free service is the only proven way to get paid subscribers, and it argues that the data shows that streaming isn't destroying pro proven revenue streams like iTunes. A spokesperson tells the Financial Times that Spotify is monetizing m people who have never been monetized before. Despite those arguments, it may come down to backroom negotiation tactics to see if free streamers ever survives its current state. Um, to be honest, if you want to kill your if you want to kill one the service and people that you know the and get rid of the people that want your content, go ahead, force them to pay for uh, music, and I guarantee you they won't listen. Because you know who's listening to that music? Kids. Yeah. Mostly kids are using that. Adults probably have. Maybe we'll do it sometimes. They'll listen to those apps, or the, but they'll listen to the radio in the car or their iTunes playlist or, better yet, have Sirius XM radio. Yeah, I, I understand why Spotify is cool, but it's not for me because it's so fucking erratic, which is perfect. I mean, I remember when I was a teenager, I would listen to such a fucking wide mess of shit. Right. You know, but when you start getting older, you start listening to a more directed, yeah. you know, selection of music. So you you Spotify's cool, but it just it mostly has music on it I don't want to listen to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's you know, for for me I listen to like iHeartRadio or, you know, I just I uh my current plan with Verizon, uh I was paying a certain amount for a certain amount of gigs, but they adjusted it. So for my current, I could keep the current rate that I'm paying, but I actually get more gigs, more data on my, on my service. So now I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll start streaming a little bit more, but you know what? I, to me, it's that whole, I don't mind commercials in, in the music. In but the thing is, is that if you're going to force people to start paying for shit, Pandora did that for a while and then they stopped doing it. Uh, Slacker was trying to do that too, and that that stopped happening because people weren't. They're were like, okay, can't listen to you. I'll listen to someone well, else. People always try to use the excuse of, well, cable does it. It's like, you're not fucking cable. Yeah. You know, that's a completely different thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and iTunes has their own thing right now, iTunes Radio or whatever. But it's like, you know what? 
you can try doing that, but there's other other content providers out there. They'll just switch to someone else. I, I, I don't think it's going to work. And if they tried doing it, they're going to notice a serious decline. And then they're going to be like, oh, see what you made us do? So... Here's what a lot of a lot of these companies don't realize too. There's already a free service where you can hear every single, almost every song that's ever been created. It's called YouTube. Yeah. And there's already people that have made playlists, and you can make your own playlists. And sure, it's a video, but nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. They'll just put the playlist on and put their headphones in. Yeah. And then minimize the screen if they're not even listening to it. Yeah. Or watching it. So. That's uh, what I do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So if you'd like to recommend a This Bitch for the podcast, please recommend it on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks using the hashtag This Bitch. All right. Well, we would like to thank you guys uh, or ask you guys for support while we enjoy making these podcasts for you for free. All we ask is you to comment or rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can go to the website, thelazygeeks.com, and let us know what you think. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it would help us out immensely. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, tell us what Star Trek episode you'd like us to review. Um, you can like us or add us to your circle on Google Plus or uh, Facebook or hit us up on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, one word, uh, or send something to our mailbag at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. So that is it for the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Peace out. Over. <laughs> This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.